Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 46, and I am joined today by just Amy. I'm, that's <laughs> super underwhelming. I feel I'm like just, it should be like, and I get to do the podcast tonight with Amy. Like, that's kind of more how it should go. You know, I'm just, I'm just bummed because I feel like Mark's out doing like a spinoff show or something like he's <gasps> at the Five Sixes Ranch or something. Oh my God. He's the 1883 of the podcast. No, he's Jimmy. Oh, oh, I am going to tell him you said that. I am 100% going to tell him you said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, All right. So, yeah, so it's just a, just a dynamic duo today yep. here. And we are talking episode eight of Yellowstone and the premiere of 1883. So which one do you want to go with first, Amy? Let's talk Yellowstone first. Yellowstone. Let's talk Yellowstone first. Yeah. All right. So, so, I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I was expecting a lot more action, and while right? I did, while I did enjoy the episode, um, it was a little bit slow at times. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm hoping it's a good thing where we see now episodes nine and ten just being like bonkers. Yeah, but we said that last week. We said that last week's episode was a filler episode, and so we thought that eight, nine, and ten were just going to be bonkers. Well, I don't, and then I don't, I don't think eight was a filler though. I don't. It think wasn't it... a. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a filler, but again, I don't. I wouldn't say that there was too much to move the story. Like they dropped a couple things in here that I thought were good, but I don't think there was too much that moved the story along that much. In particular. <laughs> Jamie. Um, no, sorry. Well, Jamie <laughs> yeah. for sure, but Jimmy is where I was going to start. That Jimmy, Jamie Mark? thing. We just oh, need no, Jimmy, Jimmy off you. the show. Oh, stop it. He's going to be so mad at you. Um, Jimmy, <laughs> well, that's what I, happens. When every single time Jimmy's on the screen, it makes me less and less interested in his spinoff. Like, I didn't want to watch it before. And then last week, I was like, yeah, no. And then this week, I was like, oh. God, now I really, like, I don't care that he's on a date. I, I I just don't care. And there's zero connection to Yellowstone at all anymore. So at this point, I feel like they just have to end his storyline and just let people who miss Jimmy go off to that new show and just and just be done with it on Yellowstone because it's it's terrible. It's boring. It's just boring. It's pretty. I mean, if, it's pretty if, to if, look at. It's, it's, it's comical. I mean, it does yeah. provide for some good laughs because Jimmy's very awkward. You did have the the scene where she told him to go take a bath, like in the barn or whatever, and he took it literally, and he actually went to go take right. a bath. Uh, right. And then, but you you do see Jimmy kind of you know becoming a man or a cowboy, or whatever it is that you want to use there that they're using, uh, because there was that scene where they're at the diner. Mm-hmm. And the 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 head guy, like called him by name, and the, and the girl told him like the the you know the fact that he knows you by name is 
kind of says you you're cowboy enough. That's true. That is so, true. So we are seeing some growth, and it goes back to what I said last episode: is that I'm hoping, you know, besides the spinoff, I'm hoping he's able to go back to Yellowstone and prove them wrong. Right. That's true. And that's that's kind of what I hope the payoff is, and whether then he goes off back to the four sixes or not, whatever. But I hope he he's able to like kind of redeem himself in the eyes of the people at Yellowstone. Yeah, I I just. I mean, is that Endgame? Like, I thought Jimmy was leaving the show to go see beat the Four Sixes. Him. Well, maybe another... this is just his show. Then he's he's on that show. Yeah, I think this is going to be his show, and he'll be one of the main people on the show. But again, I just I hope he's able to have that moment where he goes back to Yellowstone, and Kevin Costner's like, "I see you became a cowboy," you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, we're doing impressions now. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I almost wonder if he wouldn't really care if uh, John Dutton said that, but he would be more looking for Rip's approval. Either one. Either you know? One. Yeah, I guess. I, I, feel like, I feel like he's going to go through all this growth and whatever down at the four sixes, and then he's going to come back, and the guys in the bunkhouse are going to still okay. treat him just like Jimmy. Oh, that'd you be know? terrible. Uh, I don't know. I don't really care. All right. All right. On to the other one. Jamie. Jamie is just a big wham baby. It, it's just all he does. Eh, eh. That all scene he does where he, is yeah. Wine. That scene where he's standing on the side of the bar. And he's like, I'm never gonna beat him. I'm never gonna. How do I beat him? And then like right. his dad and then his baby mama come. Right. And like, you, you'll be okay, buddy. You right. got like, it, man. Yeah. It was just like I'm like. Yeah. Dude, it's like if they had video of this. Nobody would vote. You want to be the governor of Montana and you're whining like that and like kicking the side of a barn? Stop it. The only reason I thought that Jamie's scenes were even sort of good was that it, once again, it shows how he is being manipulated by more people because, yeah. because he doesn't have a backbone, right? And he, he can't think for himself. He doesn't know how to think for himself. Um, but I, I like that it's showing the campaign strategy of his father and Christina, right? Like his dad's like, we're going to control the narrative. Because he's like, they're going to find out about you. And then he's like, that's fine. Let's tell them about me. Like, let's control the narrative. And then he was saying, you know, John's not going to say anything bad about you because you know where all the bodies are buried. Like, have a meeting with him. So yeah, I thought that was really limits. interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Everything. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> But that's the thing. I, I think where Garrett's going with that is have the meeting, find out what he wants to have off limits, will control the narrative about me because really that's the only thing that he's got, right? We'll release that story and then we'll just tell all of John's secrets. That's where I think he's going with it. Um, I, again, I just, I, I just don't see how Jamie comes out of this season. Right. Yeah. I just like... I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't like right. his character. And like you just said, like he just constantly manipulates. Like every every episode, every season, it's someone making him think what they want him to think. Right. Exactly. And it, and it, it, whether it's Dutton or his dad or his baby mama or Casey, whoever. Right. And so I agree. it's just and and the fact that Beth always punks him every scene, like I mean, come on. It's just, it's just, I just don't see him making it out of this. Uh, I mean, maybe it makes for a, a crazy season if he does become governor. Right, right. But I, I don't just, know. 
But I can't I can't take him being like that barn scene really annoyed me of me him too. like whining. That I and I really did. I was just like, God. Right. But I thought Christina had a really good point because he's like, you know, the only thing I have is my name and I got it from him and now he's going to use the name. But Christina had a good point because she said there's a lot of people who aren't going to vote for him because he's too old school. She's like, who's going to vote for him? The people who moved here from L.A.? No. You know, and then she's like talking about all these people who aren't going to vote for him. And I started thinking like she's kind of right. He even said in his speech, if you're if you're for progress for Montana, don't vote for me. And I I wonder how many people... More like, well, we're not. <laughs> right. Like, I wonder how many people there are in Montana who still want old Montana. Like, if every ranch is as big as him, and granted, Montana's enormous, but if every ranch is as big as Yellowstone, there can't be that many ranches. You know what I right. mean? Right. So, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and as well, I was per- watching, I started to have, like, this other idea how, like... Can you imagine, just imagine, if Beth's final revenge on Jamie is that she has his child killed. Oh my gosh. Right? And says, (laughs) now you know how it feels. Oof. Right? Oof. Amy. But that, well not Amy, but Beth. Like, I could kind of see her doing that. Or if something happens to the kid accidentally... If instead of being like, I'm so sorry, if she's like, you know, well, I don't know. I could just, like, I started to think, like, is that what's going on here? Like, is that why Christina's here? So that there's this child so that Beth can get, like, this ultimate revenge? Which, if that happened, I couldn't be on board with Beth anymore. I mean, if she's responsible for it, then, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a hard pill to swallow there. But, right, uh, right. I, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be her fault, but I, I could see her being like, well, that's what you get. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm just so hoping the story doesn't go that way. But as I was watching, I was like, I wonder if that's going to happen. Speaking of babies, Casey and Monica are having a baby. That's another storyline where I'm like, where are we going with this one? Right. My notes are Casey and Monica are having a baby. Okay. But why? And then I was trying to like imagine why are they, is it going to be so that it's even worse when he cheats on her with Avery? Um, like, so you're convinced that's happening? I really am. I really am. Like, like maybe we wouldn't be as upset if it was just her and Tate. Cause you know, Tate's older and ew, ew to the scenes that, you know, talked about how (laughs) Tate is older. Like, no, (laughs) thank you. Are you kidding me? I was like, ah. They're very open. An open dialogue kind of thing. They family. grow up on a farm, right? And then you grow up on a farm. Hey, Casey, you, you know, you Casey Casey was spot on there. With yeah, he was. He's like, he's seen the horses and the cows and all these animals right. forever. He knows what's right. what. Right. Uh, but, I don't know. It I was just, a weird that, story choice, but my other thought was maybe. You're full of thoughts today. I know. I have lots of thoughts, and they're all deep and dark. Oh, maybe, maybe Casey doesn't cheat on Monica. But Avery goes a little like uh, fatal attraction and she hurts Monica and Monica loses the baby or something. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Like, I don't understand the storyline. Okay, I, okay? I am. I'm tired. You need a hug? I'm just tired. I, you need, I kind of do. <laughs> oh, but boy. I can't understand the storyline 
other than like otherwise it feels too much like Casey's getting everything he's dreamed of. He's got this new house and this farm I mean, and tea is it, fine and you know Maybe like, it just makes it something where it ties him or keeps him away from the living on the ranch. New baby, this, that, and that. You can't go live at the ranch. Yeah, maybe. Um, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But I mean, let's let's talk about the real big point of this episode and that's the protest that's to me is like the big thing i don't i don't know how you feel about it but the protest at the airport okay and that whole setup that beth and what's the girl's name again summer summer are kind of plotting and then also you look at the trailer and it looks like beth is leaving her hanging right right but i i just think like, how gullible are the people in charge of market equity that they're like, yeah, we just hired Beth, who is daughter of the ranch. We're trying to take over. Yeah, we'll let her handle the protest. What? Right, right. Like, how do they not know? But, like, she tells them what they want to hear. And, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, let's call the press away. Let's call the press away so we can arrest people. Gets the business card of the press. Tell Summer she's going to have to risk, 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 and then sacrifice herself for the call cause. And then she calls the press when they're getting arrested. And then, and how convenient that Beth just, or Summer just happens to be going to the bathroom as they're coming in so she can make the call. But, um, and then Beth goes ahead and calls the New York Times. Like, she's so smart. She's so freaking smart. I would never want her to be on my bad side. Like, ridiculous. I just wonder at what point, like, she's going to get caught, right? They're going to find out about her. Or she's going to come clean. I can't tell which one. Which I one feel like they already show. know. Like, the look on that woman's face, she already knows it was Beth. I think she knows it was she Beth. I don't think they're surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I think as soon as it happened, they're like, how did they know? How did this happen? How, how, how? And the woman just had this look on her face like, hmm. I know. And so I I just, I don't know. I I just feel like, I feel like this is a very Beth-central episode because I yes. didn't think that the protest was the big Beth moment. I thought the, the dining room table and the house was. Um, but Oh, the dinner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, this, again, my least favorite part of the show, other than Jimmy and Jamie, are like this whole market equities thing and the airport building and those kind of things even though i understand it's the whole point of the show that people are trying to take the land away from the duttons i get that um but i feel like i don't know i feel like it would either be much much harder for them to build these things or it would be much much easier but it seems really wishy-washy like Super, and, super, super easy, and then hard. Super easy, then hard. Hard, 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 hard. Now super easy, you know? You know, and just kind of thinking about it right now is, you know, you have um, Rain, Rainwater, who was kind of big into the protest or the fight against this airport, and we haven't seen him really fight no. against it anymore. So is he taking that deal that he got offered know. at the beginning? Because we haven't seen his role in this at all. Uh, and the, the last time he was really in the show was when Casey was looking for those Mustangs, the right. horses. Right. So, which is, I, I, that was, a, I don't think that was last episode. That was two episodes ago. Right. That was right. a cool scene. I like that scene. But he only seems to show up when something's involved with tribal land. And I feel like he has a bigger, 
he has more of a vested interest in the whole thing because if they can get the Dutton land, I mean, our country doesn't have the best uh, track record with protecting native lands either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I though That whole thing, I like you said, I feel like market equities is just stupid. And they're supposedly like this enormous company with all of these holdings. So are they really that stupid? Um, and then, I, I don't know. I just don't really care about it that much. They're not making me care about it. Okay. Because I feel like, I feel like somehow they're going to stop it. They're not going to build that airport. Right. Because I ke- otherwise the show's kind of over, right? How much time does John <laughs> stand on that front porch just looking out over his land? <laughs> so I can't imagine him standing out there with his coffee watching planes take off. You know what I mean? Like, this is one of those things where I don't feel like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with Casey and Monica's baby. I don't know what's going to happen with the governor race. I don't know what's going to happen with Beth and Rip. I don't, like, I don't know a lot of stuff. I, I feel pretty confident they're not going to, huh, huh. I feel pretty confident they're not going to build the airport. Okay. You know, okay. I, they don't, I don't feel like they've built enough tension in that for me. Yes, are people going to get cross, caught in the crossfire? Sure. That kind of stuff I don't know. But I just feel like it's for a storyline that really is supposed to be the main crux of the whole thing. I, it, it's not compelling enough for me. What was compelling, um, and it's interesting, my husband and I have a difference of opinion because he he thought this was kind of a boring scene. I thought it did a couple of important things. That family dinner, right? Right. It was a little repetitive because I remember, I don't know if it was season one or season two, but they made a point of John saying, Beth can't get through a whole meal at this table. Right, and we've never seen her sit through this. She always storms off, right? And But it's a point that they've already made. But this whole thing where then she said, has this conversation to, with Rip. And Rip's like, what's your deal? Because nobody's ever asked her before, why can't you sit through a meal at that table? Like, what, what is the problem with you and meals at that table until it's Rip? And then Rip is asking her, like, you know, hey, what's the deal? Why do you have these tantrums at the table? Everybody's saying that you're always doing this. And then she's explaining, you know, it's all fake. It's all fake. And he's like, would you want to sit in here? Let's sit at this table. And she's like, okay. And then suddenly they're sitting at another table and everything's fine. But like, again, it shows, it also kind of shows how the family just kind of accepts that Beth is this wild card. And nobody really even tries to understand her. They're just like, look, that's Beth. And so that's the nice balance that Rip brings to the Beth character is that he cares. And I wouldn't say that like John doesn't care or Casey doesn't care, but they don't bother to find out why she acts the way she is. And when you have somebody that complicated, you have to do that. And that that's the thing that I really like about Rip is that he kind of balances her out there. So I don't know. Again, okay. my husband thought it was kind of a throwaway scene, but I, I kind of liked it a little bit. Well, you're kind of like the good. sentimental sap, so you know. Uh, I was talking about all the babies being murdered on this show, but (laughs) I guess I'm the sentimental sap. So there's one more story that we didn't really talk about. Okay. And that's the sheriff getting killed. Oh, yeah, the last scene. Yeah. That was was an out of nowhere scene for me. It was out of nowhere because literally they were just going to the diner and Rip, again, my favorite guy, is just like, 
let's just turn around. And they he pivots and they start walking back to the car and John's like, what's going on? He's like, nobody's eating. They're all just staring at each other. Somebody's got a gun in there. And I was like, what? I would maybe think like, ooh, the food's bad or there's something on TV they're all watching. I don't well, know. Well, I'll say this. I'll say that when they when they were walking up and they were panning to like the windows and you could see the sheriff, there was a guy just standing still. Like he was just frozen. Mm-hmm. And that to me was weird. Like I didn't think, oh, this guy has a gun or something. I was just like, why is that guy just stand there? Like he not he's not even moving. He's just right. standing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But again, like if you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody, I don't know. Rip is just so, he just notices everything. He sees everything. So I felt like this scene was actually really important. And I thought it was interesting that it was just tossed in here at the end. I think the sheriff dying, what is he, Donnie, I think? Yeah. That was his name. I think Donnie dying is going to be huge because He's covered up so much stuff for the Duttons over the yeah, years. Yeah, he was he was very like he wasn't with the Duttons at one point kind of. Right, right. But he I don't want to say he's like in cahoots, but he definitely supports John. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And now with absolutely. him gone, the Duttons in general kind of lose that arm of the law that they've kind right. of relied on. Exactly. They kind of had like open range. To kind of do what they needed to do with like the livestock commission and this and that, right. and and now who appoints the new sheriff? Is that the well, governor? I don't, I don't think so. Like, does Jamie get to appoint the new sheriff? And if Maybe. so, what if, what if he appoints his dad the sheriff? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. So that's one of the things no. that I was thinking. Does He's like the a attorney felon, general? I don't he, like, I don't, I don't think, think the. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He is a felon. That yeah, can't be his dad. But, like, so who gets to appoint the new sheriff? That's the first thing I'm thinking. The second thing I'm thinking is if finally what we've been saying it really happens, if episodes eight and nine are really full of, like, a lot of action and stuff, people are going to be dying at the hands of the Duttons. And so how's that going to play out without the sheriff around in their pocket, right? But the other thing I was thinking is I'm wondering if somebody, I mean, as happens with any single thing that happens in the world today, somebody's recording it on their cell phone. So I'm wondering if somebody in that diner recorded the whole thing on their cell phone and John Dutton is now going to be a hero for stopping this robbery and stopping anybody else from getting hurt. And that's going to propel him to victory in the gubernatorial race, Mm. which of course is going to make Jamie cry like a baby. But I, I think that'll be really interesting. And I'm kind of hoping that it comes out like on TV, like Jamie's in his office and the TV's on or he and Christina are playing with the baby at his dad's house and the TV is on. And they're like, oh, local rancher John Dutton stops a robbery. Which, by the way, was people- very like the fact that the sheriff is the only one that got shot and yeah. no like witnesses or no like customers got hurt in this right? is amazing. Yeah. Oh, and then and then also if they were filmed also John helping him call his daughter on his cell phone just to say goodbye. And then he dies before he gets to say anything. That was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. But again, John helped him call his daughter so that she could hear his voice one more time and he could hear her voice one more time. And what a hero he is. And. I just, I feel like that whole thing happened for that to purpose. help out with the governorship. 
Yeah. All right, maybe you're one for three on your, your guesses of what might happen, I think. Oh, I think we don't know. We will talk in two episodes and see if I'm one for three. I will say or if this, I was though. three for three. I will say this, though. Tied together with that last scene, you do see in the previews um, that Rip does talk to Beth. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. You know, your dad says to do this and I just do it. Right. Kind of thing. So I don't know if, if Rip's kind of like... You know, what the F? What did we just do? <laughs> like, right. why did we go yeah. in there? Right. So, Or you think somebody might bring charges against them? Maybe the families of the robbers might bring charges against them? It's Montana. Nobody's bringing charges against anybody else for shooting. Like, I mean, no, I don't I, know. I, I don't think so. I don't know. But anyway, right. it was, like I said, it was not a filler episode. I thought a couple of pretty important things happened. If they carry out, like if they live up to their potential, right? If <laughs> Your potentials things, or their potentials? Just potential. It doesn't have to be my dark potential. It could just be potential. Um, right. it, so it could I, have been a good episode. So in agreement that episodes 9 and 10 need to be a little bit more than what we saw in this past episode. Yes, absolutely. So let, let's jump into the premiere of 1883, which, by the way, I know I talked to you guys about this. I wasn't uh-huh. aware that 1883, and I don't know how many of you listening are aware, but the first two episodes are going to be on television on the Paramount channel. But after episode two, the remainder of the season is exclusive to Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, that's disappointing. A little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. A little disappointing. It feels like a power play on their point. Like, we're going to draw you in. And then, and and I'll be honest. So, it had 5 million viewers. 5 million people tuned in to watch this this first episode. People love an old Western. They do love. love, I love an old Western. I know. And I have to say, I I don't know how I feel about it yet. Okay. I I feel like there's a lot of introductions. A lot of things happen. My man, Tim McGraw, shot a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think the girl, his daughter, is Elsa. like, she's going to play a big part mm-hmm. in this, obviously. You have who with the face, face hills in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and just similar to Yellowstone, the scenery and the backdrop oh. of the show. You can watch it just, for that alone. It's just dope. It's dope. It is. It's very well done in that respect. Uh, I'm just curious because now you know they they're they're starting the this journey from uh, where are they Oklahoma? Yeah, I think and they're so. going. They're taking this group of immigrants and they're going all the way to Oregon. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. And with my with Sam Lloyd, that's his name. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yo, Sam Elliott has been <laughs> the same age. For twenty plus years, <laughs> I know, I. But man, come on, he is. He, there's no more cowboy than he's cowboy. He, I, exactly, he is the cowboyist. He's the manliest of men. He's the cowboy of all cowboys. I can't even handle him. I have loved him in everything <laughs> that he's been in. Um, but but here's the thing, that opening scene with him. Oh. When his daughter is dead of smallpox and his wife and, is dead up in the bed. And uh, then he carries her up the stairs. And then he says, again, like I said, the manliest of men, the biggest cowboy there ever. And when he cries, it's heartbreak. Like, his mustache Jamie's crying all cries. the time. Oh, my gosh, it so does. Like, I'm watching that and I was like, oh, Sam 
Elliot. Like it was so sad, so sad. And I get that they're setting up like how he's free and able to go take these people you know, to Oregon because he's got no ties here at home anymore, but just... And that makes him take risks, yeah. Right, right, exactly. He, told, he, I... tells that one, he tells that one guy, he's like, I'm looking for a reason. You want to be that reason? Right, right. So he's just so kind of living, you know, just whatever. Whatever happens, right. happens kind of the deal. And then you have Tim McGraw, who he's just... He, he has a plan, and he's trying to go up north to find land, who, which we eventually know is going to be... Yellowstone Ranch. Yeah, he's not going to quite get to Oregon. I don't, um, so that's the interesting part. Or maybe he part. does and he goes back. I don't that's, know. And that's the interesting part. Uh, and that's where I found myself thinking a lot. I was like, is he going to go all the way on this trip? Or is he going to be like, all right, man, I'm out. Peace. Good luck the rest right. of the Because, I mean, Mon- Montana to Oregon, like, that that means he's going straight up and then left. Like, I don't I don't know what the, the, the route there is for that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they get knocked off course. Maybe they get kidnapped. Who knows? Who knows? I need to, Something's going to happen. Like, I feel like I need to look at a U.S. map to to get my bearings on geography here. I mean, oh, you are a social studies teacher, but yeah. yeah I just, I just had, it's not that far. I mean, it, it's kind of in the way. They could go to Montana first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Social studies teacher. So um, <laughs> I also thought that I didn't like the opening part with Elsa and everybody okay. getting attacked and Elsa kind of going out in a blaze of glory because I kind of don't like when a show opens with what's coming at the end because then it makes me not want to connect with a character that I think might be with a bad ending. Like, it's possible mm. that's going to be like the end of this season and then the big cliffhanger will be does she survive getting shot through the middle. However, by the way... I did think it was very creative that they opened up with that scene. And then they show Sam Elliott outside his house and going in to this girl. And I thought that was Elsa. I was like, Mm. oh, my gosh. Like, did that girl die? Was that his daughter? How weird that they're having her narrate. But then it wasn't. But Correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, but was it in Yellowstone or in 1883 where there's the scene where Tim McGraw's character gets shot and he's like, bleeding and comes into the house that was at the beginning of this this week's episode of yellowstone they started out with like a so 10 the, minute thing of yeah 1883. so i need to know what the time like that timeline is is interesting then I'd like I, to... I i think that has to be before they left because he seems to be like the sheriff or something You're right. and faith hill is with just two boys two little boys um john jr and somebody else and you know she's like schooling them on saying grace or something we don't ask right. god for this and whatever and then he's out shooting people and missing by the way like there are so many bullets that got shot in that scene with nobody <laughs> getting hit for the longest amount of time i'm like what's happening I thought the same thing even on the stagecoach when they were chasing tim mcgraw yeah. like, no one's hitting anybody Right. I'd like, like to know how accurate those. Were they all terrible shots? Like, That's how did all those people die in the Civil War if everybody was that bad of a shot? But um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. So I I didn't love the fact that they started out with that Elsa scene because I feel like either that's going to be the finale of this season and then we're all going to be left to wonder if she survived or it's going to be somewhere else along the way and she doesn't survive. And if that's the case, I don't want to get invested in her. 
But then I feel like they tried to tell me it's safe to get invested in her since she's the narrator. Oh, you know? that's a good point. So, I don't know. Uh, or um, maybe she's only the narrator for episode one. <laughs> well, that could be too. That could be too. But the big thing that really... There are a couple of things that stood out to me in this episode. And the first one is that Duttons are tough. Like, Duttons are tough. And I feel like it really shows us where, like, Beth and Casey get it from. Like, these people are survivors. And they're in a really rough world, and they're figuring it out. Like, even Elsa, like, she's being attacked, but she's fighting back. When she was getting smacked up on the train by her aunt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's that, too. But I just felt like, like, the, I can see that the genes that were passed down are, like, survival genes. And Beth is always in survival mode. You know, right. and and Casey too. For some point, John seems to be much more mellow about it. But maybe when he was their age, he was like them too. Like we've never seen John when he's Casey's age. We've seen him as a little boy, um, right. but we've never seen him when he was Casey's age. And and what was he like? And what was expected of him? The other thing that I really liked about eighteen and three is I feel like they really showed it like it was. Like it, it was not for the weak moving out west it just wasn't and like you see shows like little house on the prairie and yeah they definitely had their moments or like a very special episode where like something really bad happened but for the most part it showed like pioneering and homestead life as fairly simple not easy but like like you know they built their house in a day and they lived there and it was fine and they had walnut grove in the town and like there was not a ton of conflict other than like schoolgirls who didn't like each other but truthfully, like, it, most people died on the way out there, like on these trails and on the way out there or in fights that they had along the way or by bandits or from fights that they had with Native Americans. Like, a lot of these settlers died. And it was dangerous. And I felt like this show is really going to show that. They're going right. to show a lot of, like, just the hardship and that it wasn't an easy life. And... I feel like they're going to show how that kind of created the Duttons and like this Dutton mentality, right? Because if that's what John's father grew up with, then that's, you know, what he would then pass down to his kids, which is what John then would pass down to his kids. I don't know. I thought it was a good story. I thought it was a good episode and I'm into it and I'll definitely watch the second episode. I don't know if I'll keep watching. Like it wasn't enough for me to be like oh i need to buy paramount plus so i can finish watching this show you know like i feel like a lot of people like even just heard about like the mandalorian and they were like i need to buy disney plus you know i don't feel like this is that good of a show and i can tell you right now if they do the same thing with the four sixes nobody's buying (laughs) people are gonna like try to get refunds on their accounts so (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the four sixes to see where they're going to be. Right. Um. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but it was good. I I liked it, and I'll watch. Like I said, I'll watch episode two. All right. All right. Okay. What about? Will you watch episode two? I'm definitely gonna watch episode two. Okay. Definitely, definitely. And I'm on the same boat. Once um, once it goes to Paramount Plus, then I'll have to make a decision here to see um. If I really want to watch it or not, so they, episode two needs to come out come out strong. Yeah, it does. So. it does. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Yellowstone episode eight. 
uh, I don't know if you guys are in agreement with us or if you think if we missed something and you thought it was very important uh, episode. But, you know, we're definitely looking forward to episode 9 and 10. Looking forward to hopefully a more robust episode 2 of 1883. And we'll definitely talk about both episodes 9 and the second episode of 1883 next podcast. So definitely check us out on Facebook and all on social media. Download the podcast, share it, like it, you know, do all those things we guys to uh, help us out. And hopefully we'll be back to talk about a few Netflix shows that have are coming out. I think we're looking at Cobra Kai. Yeah, we are. So I know a lot of people are excited about Cobra Kai. I know we've talked and off air about The Witcher. Yeah. Oh my gosh, season relax, two was relax, so fantastic. I can't. It was so good. I finished it and I went back and started watching it again. It was that good. Season two was better than season one. And Diego's favorite. Diego can't stop talking about this. He's so excited that Emily and Paris came back out oh, again today. So, um, you know, you will have to watch that so that you can leave Diego some comments about his favorite show on the page. I am so excited. Like, I can't even, like, contain myself. <laughs> well, yeah. hopefully Jimmy, I mean, Mark, will join us next time we talk about Yellowstone. <laughs> and for Amy and myself, thank you, everyone. Uh, see you later. Bye. This is just a disclaimer. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.